0: 99.3 WBT, Brett Jensen here with you on this Wednesday night of Breaking with Brett Jensen, 704-570-1110. Guys, make sure you follow me on X at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest in breaking news in and around the Shaw area. Told you guys last night that this was going to happen and he is here in living flesh. That is Sheriff Gary McFadden is in studio with us for the next hour. He will also be taking your phone calls because he actually likes taking your phone calls. Unlike a lot of people in public office. 704-570-1110, as always, is the telephone number. Um, Before we get started and getting to a lot of things, I want to ask Sheriff real quick about Fred Whitfield. How, How well do you know Fred Whitfield, the president of the Hornets? And the reason I ask that is because he stepped down today.
1: I don't know him that well. I know that he was very close. Well, first of good evening to the listeners of Mecklenburg County. This is your <laughs> sheriff, Sheriff Gary McFadden. So I just want to just welcome you all and happy holidays. Hope everybody be safe. Um, I don't know Fred that well. You know, we've had uh, some conversations, but don't know him that well. And um, for me, it wasn't a surprise. Um, his friend is uh, Jordan. So when Jordan leaves, um, you need somebody to help you make the decision. So uh, I guess he's moving on to bigger and better things.
0: Yeah, you know, and I, that's exactly what I thought. You know, he came in with Jordan. He's leaving with Jordan, essentially. And, you know, he also has been battling health problems for the last oh, eight to nine months or so as well. So, um, but I just, I wasn't sure how well you knew him because I know you know a lot of the community leaders. Around yeah, here, so I, I mean, we
1: were talking, sure. we know each other, but, you know, like he's been in my house, I've been his, nah, not that, right. that happened. But um, I wish him well and wish whoever uh, takes on that energy of the Hornets. Uh,
0: Also, other thing that I want to touch on real quick, because I don't know much about it, but whatever you can say is great. And if you can't say much, I totally understand. Can you talk about the situation that you guys had today? I believe there was a SWAT situation or something like that. Oh, yeah.
1: Let everybody know we don't rehearse none of this. So this is just Brett asking me questions and we walked in the door. um,
0: Sheriff never knows anything that I'm going to ask him ever. Don't need to prep for it.
1: So um, um, my deputies went out today to serve a warrant for communicating threats. And after they got to the door, the gentleman made some comments uh, that was in the frame of, you know, if you come in, I'm going to shoot or there's going to be some shots fired. So they took precaution, uh, called what they call the SWAT team. We call it SRT, Special Response Team. They came out, um, surrounded the area. And I must say the neighbors in that neighborhood definitely support my deputies. Probably have to go back and write some thank you letters. Uh, for some people because we had to occupy their homes and all that kind of stuff. But um, after the SRT came and breached the front door with what we call the bear or the bear cat that everybody have, the the big utility vehicles, as we say, um, he came out. So he's been arrested for communicating threats and probably some other charges that uh, I don't know because I just left my team um, just to come here. So they were debriefing. I debriefed with them, and they're going to find all the charges that they have.
0: You also in this I, I, this just hit me while you were talking, so I apologize because uh, there one more the news item I want to touch with is you guys put out a statement last week, um, I believe, about a, a deputy inside the jail that was bringing things into the jail. Is that correct?
1: It, that is correct. Um, it is illegal uh, for the deputy's detention officer, anybody, to provide contraband to a resident. <clears throat> excuse me, inside a detention center. And so um, we got wind of it, and we confiscated the items and did our investigation and then charged this officer. You know, it's funny. When you
0: when people say contraband, whether it's you or officers or FBI or Army, whatever, the first thing that jumps into my head and probably most people's head is drugs. Yeah. When we hear contraband, I immediately go to drugs.
1: Yeah. This wasn't drugs. This was cell phone, cell phone chargers, and uh, vapes. So... Uh, and you know it's it's we can talk about that some other time, but you know yeah. this is something that we try to tell our deputies and detention officers not to get involved in. <clears throat> you know, somebody said, "Hey, you know, I can give you x amount of money for a phone." You know, cash app, cash app me, and then it happens, and then um, they get caught up into this uh, cycle of providing. Contrabands to the the residents. So it's well, it,
0: and it's not a Mecklenburg County issue. I mean, that happens all over the country. And, and we heard about the 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 detention officer in Alabama that helped an inmate escape, and they ran off together. The woman. So, I'm. But I, what I am curious about how prevalent, not just a because you travel the country, going yes. to all these other jails, is that a common thing? Does it yes. happen once a year, every no, six no.
1: months? It happens. You have a great sheriff's office. It doesn't happen here that much. You know now we have drones. So in some people, uh, people send a drone in and drop phones, drop everything else. It is very common. If you don't believe it, uh, do a Google alert and put it on your phone and see how many times that you see correctional officers, uh, that have contraband that they bring in for residents. It it is, it is. It happens more than we want it to happen. Let me say that.
0: I remember the very first time I had you in here, that. The very first time we we spent a lot of time talking about and all the ways that people are trying to get fentanyl into the jail. Where we you're talking about the back of stamps and envelopes, where you lick the stamp and that's where it is, and everything else. How's that fight been going?
1: Well, for the Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Office, it's going well. Um, we're we're still combating it. It still try to comes in, come in. But what we're doing now, we're doing what they call a mail scanner. So if you write a Mecklenburg County inmate resident for the listeners. Um, a letter it is taken to another city which is in virginia and this company scans that letter in and then they send a copy of that letter to the resident inmate uh, VA on a tablet so instead of them reading it originally they see it on the tablet so that stops from getting it mailed in in other words and what happens is a lot of times our uh, inmate residents and I'm saying it that way because I don't want some listeners to get upset with me by saying uh, residents. So inmate residents um, actually have gotten smart where they say they're legal mail. So we can't read their legal mail by their attorneys. So they'll put an attorney name on there, the address as though it's coming from an attorney, and put legal on it, you know, get their girlfriend or boyfriend or significant other to stamp it from, um, you know, any place to make a rubber stamp to say legal. And so they would bring it. It would coming that way. So we still have to check that mail. We cannot scan the legal mail, and we, but we're still going to check the legal mail. So it is not as much mail that we have to look through now. But uh, we're combating it. Um, I don't know if you know this, and let my listeners know, that we have a uh, Norcan machine, a vending machine in the lobby of the detention center because we, we are trying to fight fentanyl, but we're also fighting addiction. Um, and somebody says, Why put a Narcan machine in it? Because we don't want people to die. And so you may be with someone and they have the Narcan spray, and if you give it to them, you will bring them back. Who so who has
0: access to that?
1: Um, people leave, mostly anybody, um, people leaving the detention center, uh, they come up to the machine, put in a code, and they get two doses of Narcan. In my car tonight, I have eight doses of Narcan that I ride around in my car with. Um, if I'm going down the street and see somebody trying to give somebody CPR or somebody's on the side of the road and looks like he's um, been using il- drugs, uh, we give him Narcan. So
0: inmates don't have access to that. but the, They
1: will. Oh, they will. Okay. What we're going to do, and we people are going to say why, because believe it or not, um, humanity is a word that we should use sometime, and the resident slash inmates can save someone's life. Um, so we're going to teach them how to do that also. So um, – If they see one of their partners going through withdrawals or something and may have taken something or suitcase something in, um, we want them to have the ability to give them Narcan.
0: So I I will say this when we come back, because like I said, Sheriff McFadden had no idea. I was just going to go straight hard news right out of the top, right out of the top. But I wanted to get that out of the way. And like I said, we are going to be taking your phone calls. If you have a question for Sheriff McFadden, 704-570-1110. Um, but there's also a lot of things going on. I think you got some charity stuff going on. Yeah. You got we've got a lot of things that we're gonna get into concerning the holidays and just some of the projects that you're working on because I mean you travel all over the country going to all these different sheriff offices and you've been spending a lot of time in DC. So I'm gonna spend
1: some more time in DC. I'm gonna be- spend some more time in Atlanta. Came out of Buffalo. Uh, so I enjoy helping. Other sheriffs in other cities.
0: Well, I too. Before we go to the break, because we got a little bit of time, if you want to put on your headphones real quick, we can. This uh, the mic has a question about Narcan, so we bring in Mike. Thanks for listening, Mike. I appreciate it, Bud.
2: Thank you for taking the call. Uh, I would would like to make a suggestion that all police cars in the county and sheriff cars, why don't y'all each have a case of Narcan? Well, we've have- lost a child to it, and I. Uh, it needs to be in every car, and I talked to an officer. He said they only have one, and that's just for himself.
1: And is Mike? Is Mike? You, you are. Yes. You are absolutely right. There's a young. There's a man in um, Florida. Victoria's a voice. He lost his daughter, a millionaire, a billionaire. Um, I can tell you, Mike. We're going to make sure that happens. Um, we are distributing in every. Um, the deputy's cars, every deputy has one, but we now have the resources to put multiple in the cars. There are inside the detention center. They're going to be inside the courthouse. It's going to be places where people don't believe that they should be. But I can tell you, Mike, you're the kind of people that I think about when I'm thinking about Narcan, and we're going to soothe your comfort zone by making sure that these people have this Narcan. I can guarantee you that.
2: Well, I really appreciate it. I've written letters about it, and uh it would be a small price to pay. I know it's not a solution to addiction, but uh, when it's your child, and you and a life saved, you've got to have it right now.
1: You're, you're exactly right. Um, this past week I lost a childhood friend because of the same thing, so um, I'm going to be an advocate for it and I'll think of you and I'll make sure that I mention, because people like you give me the ability and give me the drive to continue to do that, but I can guarantee you this, Mecklenburg County Sheriff's officers, deputies, will have more than one dose of Narcan in their car. I'm thinking maybe four. That's what I'm looking for in the beginning. And you can get more um, if you use those four. I can guarantee you that.
0: All right. When we come back, Mike, appreciate the phone call. But when we come back, let's get into a few other things with Sheriff Gary McFadden here on Breaking with Brett Jensen. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen, Sheriff Gary McFadden in studio with me. Going up until 8 o'clock tonight, 704 570 That's the telephone numbers if you guys have any questions for the sheriff in town. And by the way, Sheriff, so it's December. That means the chill's in the air in Charlotte. And it's time for the 30th annual Hancock's Bike for Kids Please join the spirit of giving started by a John Hancock and donate a new bike for a child in need this Christmas. We'll gather on Friday, this upcoming Friday, two days, right here at WBT at 1 Julian Price Place. And, and all the WBT personalities will be on there to say hello. And I'm even bringing my dog, Maggie. And I'll be, Bo Thompson and I will be broadcasting live from 7 to 9. And we'll be broadcasting actually out there pretty much all day, throughout the day, I should say, in a hit or miss. And But again, this is all Friday. December 8th, 5 to 9 p.m., sponsored by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina. And visit WBT.com for all the details. And I know you know John Hancock.
1: No, I'm well. I'm, I know him well. I don't have my Hawaiian shirt, but I uh, know him well. I think <laughs> I'll bring a Western Flyer or a Swin by. Oh,
0: <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Uh, before we get into some of the things that show's been doing around the community, including last night and across the country, Let's go to Ed, who's been holding. Thanks for calling, Ed. I appreciate it.
2: Hey, Brad. Hey, Sheriff. Hey, sir. How are you doing? Good. Hey, how are your stats rating? Are they becoming any better? I mean, you were having some real problems getting concealed carry handguns fulfilled. Has that become any better? And how are your stats doing for criminal and civil summons? It is for the...
1: Gun permits is doing well as we have said all the time it has been doing well and you know we can Well what about the specifics sheriff? Okay, what specifics are you
2: asking me? Well how mu- what's your average completion time for a civil, civil and a criminal criminal summons? I mean it, if you it, don't it, track it you can't improve it, right? Okay, so you're asking me generally speaking? <laughs> No. I mean, you work for a sheriff. We want to know what the specifics are so we can track it, know how well you're doing. No, I don't work for the sheriff. I am the sheriff. (laughs) No, but the sheriff works for the people. I do.
1: I, I absolutely do.
2: So if you're improving for us, which I think you're doing a great job in the jail, it's getting better day by day. And we're doing a great do job with, on uh, Facebook, we, we do an these guys are giants. I think they'll do a great job we do containing great, people in the jail. That's we, awesome.
1: We're doing a great job with the permits also, sir. We're doing a great job. We, we, we are, but what with, are the ins- specifics? With,
2: do, you, we, do you guys track that? Can you tell us how long it takes you to fulfill or serve criminal and civil summons?
1: When people are at home, we can serve them there. If you, if you want me to get those numbers for you and give you a call. Well, exact- why don't you
2: guys publish that online and, you know, for now and in the past and see if you've gotten better or worse? Well, I'll tell you what,
1: I'm going to take that in consideration. And as we're doing our website, we'll put that on the website.
2: That'd be great. That'd, and, that's and compared be to great. previous sheriffs, would be even better because I know those statistics are kept, right? Yeah, but I think we're doing much better. Appreciate the phone call, Ed.
1: Uh,
0: in terms of, uh, oh, by the way, speaking of the sheriff's department, you guys just hired a new media relations person. I saw. Yes. Uh, up, out of the triad, if I'm not mistaken, she,
1: right? Out of Winston-Salem, uh, North Carolina. She's going to be a wonderful. Her eyes are open. She wants to do many, many stories because she had the same idea that most people have about the sheriff's office, but um, her eyes are open. And so she's going to do, we think, a lot of things. We think a lot of things, so uh, she's going to be introduced probably next week.
0: Uh, well, good. That's, that'll be good. That'll be good to meet her. Uh, in terms of you, what's uh? I know last night you were like serving some of the homeless people, and but you've got a lot of like charitable things going on and Christmas holiday stuff going on. Can you just talk about some of that stuff?
1: So every Tuesday, every other Tuesday night, my deputies and I serve our neighbors. We are in the old Hal Marshall Building, which is next door to what they call the block or the wall, where a lot of the um, homeless, and some people say house, we call them our neighbors because they are our neighbors. And so um, we want to build a relationship with our neighbors. So we use this, this organization called Block, B-L-O-C-K, Block Love. And they come out and we actually take about 30 minutes to prepare food, serve, serve our neighbors, and, and they're on their way. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we want our neighbors to be in good health. And um, thriving our city to, to make better citizens. So uh, we actually provided COVID shots and uh, flu shots because we asked one of the pharmacies um, mm-hmm. to come out because you can get the free shots inside the pharmacy. But we told it, uh, them to come out on the street. So we did that for our neighbors on the street. So that's that's big for me. Uh, we're going to create what we call the North Pole um, at the North Detention Center. It's going to be what they call shop with the sheriff adult versions. Uh, family members are going to come out with our deputies and go through three or four rooms and pick up items that they want for their kids who can't provide for the kids. And we, as the deputies, are going to wrap them. Then on the 16th of December, it's the real shot with the sheriff. Um, we're going to take 50 kids um, to target, close target down, and give each one of those kids a $200 gift certificate. And they'll be paired with one of our deputies, and we will shop with them and provide that Christmas with them. Um, that is a big tear-jerking moment for a lot of us. Um, one year, a young man asked me for another Chick-fil-A sandwich, and I asked him why. And he said to me, I would like for my brother and sister to experience what a Chick-fil-A sandwich tastes like. So these are kids who don't have as much as a lot of us, and so does, we want to provide for them. Uh, and then we have this thing called um, A Way Home, A Way Home. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, we released a young man from custody, and we called three or four of his family members, and none of them answered the phone. And he said, I don't have no place to go. I don't know how to get home. And we said, well, you could catch the transit bus. And he said, even if I catch the transit service, it is two or three miles because they're not on my bus route, so I still have to walk. So he left our area, and about 30 minutes later, our entire front window of our building shattered. Um, He came back through a brick or block through the window and caused a significant amount of damage to the front glass window and yes he was rearrested and yes he's still there um so we're going to try to create this thing called a way home which we're going to use one of the car services Uber and Lyft and ask our lovely neighbors throughout the Carolinas and Charlotte to donate Uber cards or Lyft cards to put on a an account So when we have these young men and women, or even people who are in um, situation, domestic violence situation, do they have a ride or transportation, we will provide them that and to get them away home. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen.
0: Sheriff Gary McFadden in studio with us today. Going up until 8 o'clock, 704-570-1110. If you have any questions that you'd like to ask the sheriff, And make sure you follow me on X at Brett underscore Jetson for all the latest and breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. All right, Sheriff. So last time we talked to you, you were, like, doing a lot of things, going all over the places. Like, I think, what? up in New York, near Buffalo area, if I'm not mistaken, and then maybe down in Texas. or Texas. Texas. And, Buffalo. Or maybe it was South Dakota, North Dakota. Well, Buffalo, that's what it was. We had Buffalo, Texas. You are going to uh, like one of the Dakotas, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, I'm
1: still going to Dakota. I told them it's the wintertime. I'm not coming out there. Right no, don't, no, don't not, go I'm in the winter. Coming. No, I'm not. Don't I'm, go to Buffalo in the winter no, either. No, no I've, I've, I'm not going to Buffalo. But um, I don't, you know, um, Dakotas, you know, I'm, I'm going to take my time to get out there.
0: <laughs> <Good options. laughs> yeah. So what's uh, what, what have you been up to lately? What are the places you've been traveling to? What have you been doing across the country? Because I know you're very active with a lot of other sheriff's departments, Republican, Democrat, rural, urban. What's what, what you've been going? What's been going on with all that?
1: So the National Sheriff Association has come up with the plan of trying to create better citizens leaving detention centers. So we have a program called Ignite. And I think a lot of people talked about that. So what the National Sheriff Association um, has allowed me now to do is go to other sheriff's offices and help create and launch programs that will create better returning citizens coming out, and that has been great. Um, the last one we did was buff outside of Buffalo, New York, um, which was great. We launched there, so we're going to have our annual convention in February. So we're going to see who wants me to come to their cities with other sheriffs um, to create this, and um, it's not a Democrat Republican um, issue. It's an issue that all sheriff's offices across America has dealt with. Um, having large populations, but creating better returning citizens, and what we're saying, we want these people to come back to the neighborhoods um, as better, uh, better than when they left. So that's the biggest thing that we're doing now.
0: Um, you still doing the TV thing? Didn't last time I talked to you, you you had something new on Discovery? Yeah, ID?
1: it's I, I don't know if that's good or not. Uh, <laughs> it is called Good Cop Bad Cop on Sunday nights uh, at 10 on ID Discovery, and it is. About cases where law enforcement officers, while on duty, kill people and just go right back to work—ex-wives, um, um, lovers, boyfriends—just all it's. Um, it was shocking to me to know that. Um, we, the last episode that was aired Sunday night was a police officer working a bank, and him and the criminal enterprise in his city. Um, if someone came in the bank with a large sum of money or leave, I mean, leaving the bank with a large sum of money or something, he would go out and just stand beside their car and smoke a cigarette and touch their car. And the criminals across the street who was watching him and him signaling them, this is the car that you need to follow, um, they would go out and commit the robbery. And sometimes it turns into a homicide. So uh, that was one. And then we had another one prior to that where um, a trooper, Stopped a young lady, um, abducted her, killed her, and threw her off, off a bridge. And when that came to light, um, a lot of the other young ladies in that city said that he was a creepy guy. And so um, he committed a murder. And uh, so that's what the show is about, good cop, bad cop. Wow. Wow, that yeah. sounds pretty intense. It is intense, you know, to, to uh, disgrace the badge like that. So uh, it's pretty intense. This past election,
0: uh, I guess it was almost exactly a month ago, the school board race, there was one particular person, she wound up getting elected, Elizabeth Monterey. I believe she was the only Hispanic that ran for the school board, and she, yes. she got elected at large. But she made some really, really controversial comments that a lot of people had issues with and said that CMS should do away with all SROs because it's triggering for black kids and Hispanic kids, which is, makes up 66% of the 142,000 students at CMS. You know, and as someone said to me, well, would you rather have someone be triggered emotionally or have someone actually pull a trigger without an SRO being on campus? So what are your thoughts? Because I know you are very you have your deputies sit outside um, elementary schools and do paperwork and stuff like that. So what are your thoughts about when she said that?
1: Well, I think she's coming from her perspective of how she may have grown up. And then some of the perspective of African-American or black families have towards law enforcement officers. So I think this is one of these things that we need to really talk about it. We need to address it. Um, I do believe that we need law enforcement inside um, schools. Um, And but then I can understand what she says, you know. But will we have that conversation? um, What is good for you and how it affects you may not be good for me and how it affects me. Um, and I think that that is something that, in her world and in my world, is true. Um, there is no matter how far we have come in society and where we are in society, race and and poverty and all going to play a part, and we have to understand that. And um, because here's here's what people say now: um, Where was all this funding for open yards during the crack epidemic? Uh, n- n- there was no hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars for the crack epidemic but now it is and I know that's that, that's the, the phone lines are probably blow up right now but I mean that's the world that some people live in so I I can definitely understand what she meant by that could trigger that because the things that they are accustomed to in law enforcement is different even for me um, in law enforcement you know you think about the big word that we are scared to say tonight, immigration. you have to think about how Latino um, or Hispanic kids think about immigration and think about law enforcement. Um, and we as African-Americans have our own thoughts about it and, and some of the listeners have their own thoughts. But those are your experiences that you have. And so I can well understand what she said um, in her world and a lot of people's world. That is true.
0: But you do believe that, like, you know, the, a lot of the, sc- the schools would be better off if not to just protect the students from each other that may bring a gun, but also from outside
1: entities. Yes. Yes. I, I, I believe that. But yeah. um, I'm going to say I, I, I'm not going to water down what she said because that's our experience. But if it was me, I would want somebody to protect my children in school.
0: Yes. Yeah. What else you got going on?
1: No, now just I, I don't know why nobody's calling in to ask what I want for Christmas. <laughs> I mean, what did the sheriff want for Christmas? All right,
0: you know, I'll, I'll, I'll play. I I'll, I'll, I'll do I it. I mean, uh, I'm so sh-
1: I mean, I want the listeners to say, "Well, Sheriff, what do you want for Christmas?" I'm looking for the phone lines to light up. And say, Sheriff, what would you like for Christmas? Um, or what do you want to see for next Christmas? Um, or what can we do for you? I you know I take the uh, figgy pudding or the <laughs> fruit cake. You know. Um, Ooh.
0: Nah, no, 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 no. You use fruitcake as a doorstop. That's well, only thing no, it's good no, for. No, no,
1: no. See, as African Americans, we love fruitcake. I don't know anybody who likes fruitcake. In the South, we do. Really? Yeah, so you wrap the fruitcake up and then you pour wine on it um, with a cheesecloth. Trust me, I know that well. See, I thought the, the thing
0: was if you got a fruitcake, the only thing it was good for was giving it to somebody else.
1: No, you, you do that too, also. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what I did find out. Um, You you pour wine over the fruitcake. Yes. Liquor or wine. I think that my grandfather poured one over them over there. So here's something that nobody knows, and I found out um, through ancestry.com. Yep. I'm 15% Scottish.
0: 15% Scottish?
1: 15. 15. Wow. 85% African American, you know, Nigerian, Ibu tribe. But I have found the other side too.
0: How far have you been able to go back? Fifteen, ten, really to the Scottish yes. side.
1: Scottish side, uh, Scarborough side, the McDonald's side, the McFadden side. Um, I have, I, have, I, the Canty side. It is the most fascinating thing. Uh, and 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 you know when your DNA hits somebody who don't look like you, you call them up and say, "Hey, we're cousins."
0: I know. I get those. <laughs> I so I got I got an email yesterday saying you are DNA match with somebody.
1: You it is. Uh, what's good about it? Um, I know a lot of that is true, um, and I I enjoy it now. And so uh, we've had some great conversations with a lot of people, um, so I'm still fascinated about that. All right, when we
0: come back, we'll take your phone calls because we got some people calling. Say, so, look, people are going to probably ask you what you want for Christmas, so
1: look at that. Or they're my cousins from Scotland. <laughs>
0: oh, right, right, right. Or That's exactly right. Somebody from Loch Ness calling in. All right, so when we come back, we'll get more with Sheriff Gary McFadden. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Hello. Welcome back to Breaking with Brett Jensen. Sheriff Gary McFadden in with me for about another nine minutes or so, 704-570-1110. If you want to call the show and ask or speak to Gary McFadden, he is right here willing willing and able to take your phone calls. And that brings us to Pat, who called just before we went to break. So, Pat, thanks for listening and thanks for calling. I appreciate it.
2: Hey, fellas. Great show tonight. Thank you, Pat. I just wanted to say that my dad was a fruitcake fan. And he would wrap it in cheesecloth and soak it in brandy.
1: You, you know, what you
2: and want. that's right. None of us liked it. None of the kids liked it. I mean, our eyes would burn as soon as he opened the tin because he used so much brandy. But he loved it. But I think it was brandy that it was soaked in.
1: Pat, you are probably right.
0: Um, and by the way, I, real quick, Pat, if you could see this big. Huge, massive grin on Sheriff's face right now, like I'm telling you,
1: Pat. I know that you missed those days, because because I can oh. tell you that. And it was you know now since you said it was branded because um, it was in the you, you all don't know anything about a smokehouse, so it was in my grandfather's smokehouse. You know <laughs> um, where ah. he had it in there, and it was once once they put the cheesecloth and put it in that tin, that tin really ferments that brandy. So. Um,
2: Oh yeah! You Our li- eyes would see how, burn. See we how that brought you back, back to back Christmas. See, that
1: was that was memories that we needed for the Christmas holiday. Brandy and the ten. Yes, <laughs> yes,
2: absolutely. Well, happy holidays to you both.
1: Happy holiday and I to just you love too.
2: God bless the show. Thank God you bless so you so much. Thanks, Thank
0: Pat. Appreciate it. Bye bye. Uh, so, I, I'm just curious, uh, Brandy. Well, I, I like I see them all the time right there at Harris Teeter see them all the time, like all the fruitcakes and everything, but uh, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. And, you know, I feel like I'd have to drink an entire bottle of brandy just by myself before I could eat a fruitcake.
1: No, I think that if you just <laughs> – see, you should go out this weekend and just sit, I'm just going to get a slice. Ugh. That's it. And just and mm. reminisce on I'll never eat that again. So that's like uh, – So speaking of Christmas,
0: what are some of your favorite – Christmas things that have happened since you've been sheriff?
1: Uh, I have a super large Christmas tree in my lobby. Um, People come by and um, see it. Uh, We try to allow family members to send Christmas cards to their loved ones to allow them to know that they are still there for them. Uh, Christmas is a tough time. A lot of my staff has to work. Um, A lot of people don't go home. A lot of times that my inmate slash residents inside are depressed because um... holidays are depressing so we try to keep their spirits up but you know we just try to keep it lively we do secret santa like normal people do do um, you really yeah we do secret santa I fill out my list today hoping that i get all the stuff that i want um, <laughs> i don't need socks and i don't need ties you know um... so we do we, we are normal and most people don't think that we're normal but we are um, Our deputies and our our detention office goes through the same thing that other people do. We just have a job of um, taking care of people inside um, our institution. That's it. I'm curious. When it comes
0: to Thanksgiving or Christmas or both, do you guys do special meals for the inmates or the residents?
1: No, they don't. um, They don't get anything really special. I mean, you know, if we serve turkey, we serve turkey. Uh, I mean,
0: I didn't know if you... Specifically, try to serve turkey on Thanksgiving Day or what? No,
1: not really, but if it comes out, it it comes out. So uh, we don't want nobody to say, well, tax dollars being served for turkey. You know, um, no, we we try to keep it that way. Uh, But um, holidays are tough, but also joyful for a lot of us. We have a lot of little fun around the office, and um, people give gifts that we don't want. I mean, people give gifts that. We, like, I don't need socks. So <laughs> I don't need right. socks. Yeah,
0: right there with you. Um, and what's going on with you up in D.C.? Anything?
1: Um, we're going back to D.C. February. Uh, the National Sheriff Association and also the Major County Sheriff Association will probably be in the second week of December. So we'll go to the Hill. We'll talk to our senators and congressmen. It's, you know, it's that time of year to to get things going back rolling. So I'll probably be in and out of D.C. at least. Three or four times before March, um, we're trying to trying to make our city better, trying to make the nation better, and we and the sheriffs. Well, I have to say the sheriffs are working together. Um, maybe not all of us, but the majority of the sheriffs um, across the country are working for the same thing. We we have fit and all problems. We have the immigration problems. Um, we have domestic violent problems, and um, we have equipment that we are trying to buy. And some people don't think that we need equipment, but we do. Um, so those are the things that that. Keep us up at
0: night. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask what specifically you guys are trying to get or you know, talking to the, the leaders up in D.C. about.
1: Well, I think that we, the big thing that we are dealing with now is fentanyl and mental health. Mm. We are now becoming the uh, mental health institutions of America. You know, most of the people close their um, places down and these people that need treatment are still on the streets and then they do small petty crimes and we put them inside and then they're wrapped up into the court system, and so you know it's it's very tough. You know, somebody with mental conditions can't provide for themselves, and we have to house them inside of our detention centers. And then my officers and my deputies have to deal with them every day. Mental health, behavior health, and fit and all are on top of my list right now.
0: Uh, I want to end this because we got about oh let me do my math. We got about three minutes. Almost yes. exactly three minutes. So I'm just curious from. A childhood standpoint, I actually heard this questioning question coming into the show tonight to meet with you, and I heard this question on radio, and, and it actually made me think. I heard it on a sports show, but it, but it, it applies across all boards. What was your all-time
1: favorite toy as a kid? Hey, talk a talk-a-truck. A yellow Tonka dump truck. If you don't have one of those in your childhood, you have missed something. And after that, Hot Wheel cars with the yellow track that goes round and round, and the powerhouse. What else is there? <laughs> well, that was fast. That was fast. You I'm impressed. <laughs> that was fast. If somebody wants to send me a Tonka truck <laughs> and a Hot Wheel car set, you know, and you know, um, and the robots. Boxing was oh yeah the rock rock em, em, sock
0: Sockam robots those yeah. if
1: you didn't have those as a child you miss and then if you get a pair of walkie talkies that's it but my, Tonka truck mm, Hot Wheels Rock'em Sock'em robot I had all three of them got to have them my my
0: two favorite was were the uh the evil Ken thing where you you wound up this oval like this motorcycle thing. When Evil Knievel was a big thing in like yeah. 74, 75, 76. And it would re- you, you could rev it up and it would like shoot across the room on a motorcycle. And then the uh, I was like, you know, big into Atari and stuff like that as as we all were, but elect the electric football games. What? Those were...
1: With the trembling people all the time. That's with right. The metal. And just, that's it. That's and, it. And
0: you couldn't control them, but boy, you sat there and you designed every play that every you could. Every play.
1: If you didn't have those at a child, you missed the childhood. That's, that's it. it. Yeah, I heard that that's question it. coming in
0: tonight. Yeah, I had all of those toys. I had the Tonka. I had yeah. them. I had the rock and them. the rockets And then, them.
1: Yep. the worst thing people don't understand, once you get all those toys, you have to find a convenience store with batteries. <laughs> that's right. That's right. On Christmas Day. <laughs> Christmas Day, you go to... I remember this, this lady... Open her store up just so people can come in to buy batteries because then you you had to have the batteries and you get there and your kids are playing and then you have to run to the store to get batteries. Those are childhood memories. But, uh, yeah, the, you got them all. Tonka truck, the the electric uh, football game, yeah. you know, all of those things. But those, those are the things that you miss. I miss playing. They really
0: are. And real quick, were you very – were you good at – assembling the things like a bike or whatever the night before christmas while your kids were asleep
1: no i was good at yeah I'm, i was good at that also but me and my childhood friends um we our mission was as child to discover where your toys were <laughs> right <laughs> just find out where you're hiding them and and you know me and my neighborhood guys uh we found all one time and we all got in trouble because we went into each other's attics and so um because oh. i told them i know where the t- there's no such thing as Santa anymore. Oh. The worst thing you could ever do.
0: I guarantee that's the worst thing you could ever do.
1: Yeah, because because you know that now your father ate the cookies that you left out at night. <laughs> that's exactly
0: <right. laughs> well sheriff, we gotta run, but we've got like ten seconds. But I want to say thank you for coming in and it's good seeing you and Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas. And want my listeners to say that you can always call your sheriff. If you don't believe this, take down this number, nine eight oh.